and welcome to Will Nerds. This is episode 231. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And does it still count as social distancing if I stay away from people, but I taste all of the hand grips on the motorcycles I test? Um, are they your motorcycles or other people's motorcycles? Well, they might be mad if I decide to buy them. It, it probably still counts because, you know, people are maybe have their gloves on when they're touching those. Yeah, yeah. So don't do it at the Harley dealership, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, no, you're screwed if you're at the Harley dealership. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. You're, you're you're dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. All right. I'm already a dead man. I was already dead. Oh, so w- welcome to show two of the quarantine series. Mm, yes, where the wheel nerds don't have our in studio coolness. Well, you get it. I I don't. That's I'm true. At, uh, I'm at my house uh, under a blanket mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at a lot of porn. How are you, Todd? I, I, I'm in the studio looking at a lot of porn as it happens. So well, this awesome. Is it, there's a balance to the world. What do you know? There is. What do you know? How's the family doing? They're holding up. I mean, you know, the, the kids find things to fight about when they're bored, which is once a day or more. Constantly. Yeah. But, yeah, my kid has uh, been clamoring to go back to school. Yeah, something she has never done. I can, you know, I can relate. There's a certain uh, there's there's days where I'm, you know, online with work, and you end up being online for a long time because everybody's panicky and wants to wants to get on the phone with you. So, yeah. yeah, I did. I did get out for a lunch run on the Bandit, which was great. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I just I basically I put lunch in the sidecar and i rode up the cottonwoods and stopped up by alta and ate and got back on and headed back down for work so that was pretty rad oh yeah i recommend it must have been amazing um you know actually surprisingly there was a lot of people there um the the i got one section where it was nice open road but like through the really good section with the chicanes and little uh it was just some dickhead in an indiana car like So, I okay, know. yeah, I, who knows? And I tell you what, being out on the trails, like you get on some of the farther trails, the more like hardcore trails and everybody's really, really respectful of space and like really, you know, following the rules and being pretty cool. You go to okay. some of the trails that like random dickheads can go to and uh, people are dickheads. It's pretty Not like so much, huh? worryingly dickheady. So, <laughs> yeah. Ah, nice. I've I've been pretty cooped up. I've only gone out to go shopping for groceries. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I need to do something about that. Yeah, my getting out is pretty much going as far away from people as I can in the mountains or uh, riding the motorcycle because no one can touch me there. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I need need to do that. Yes. Yes, you do. In fact, you could go up with me and we could eat lunch like, you know, 12-ish feet apart. (laughs) Because <laughs> well, we just put the bikes between us. Yeah, when, once you're up there, there's nobody else there, you know. So like, whatever. <laughs> so the ski resorts are closed. So, and I thought that was weird at first. I said to my wife, "I'm like, why is the ski resort closed? I don't get that close to other people." She's like, "What about when you go to the bathroom? What about when you're in line?" I'm like, "Oh shit." Definitely when yeah. you're in line. Yeah. Or you know, were they gonna put one person on each chairlift? Yeah, I suppose that's true. One household per chairlift. Yeah, it was never. It was it was a neat dream. 
Mm-hmm. The backcountry skiers are having a field day, of course, but, you know. <laughs> ah, well. Yeah. Motorcycles. Motorcycles make me feel better. I So I did not, I, I unfortunately, I did not get to do a sidecar class. That was a huge disappointment. Oh, the guy that was supposed to do the private class. What happened? Well, the first time, uh, the Ural didn't start. As right. you know, as one does. Um, right. And then the second time he was like, yeah, I'm kind of coughing a little. And I'm running a fever. And we're like, stay where you are. <laughs> stay where you are. Men with guns are on the way. <laughs> I mean, not not that. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, and cancel. Oh, bummer. Who knows? Maybe we'll maybe he'll maybe he'll be back when all this unpleasantness is over. Yeah, I should I should bring the euro out and go through that with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd uh, be a good. I, my daughter and I actually test out. So my son looks to my sidecar and he sees the chalk in there. He's like, "Dad, you stole my chalk." I'm like, "You leave that there." <laughs> and he says, "He says, why Why do you have the chalk?" And I'm like, "Well, do you really want to know?" He says, "Sure." So I start explaining it. He's instantly bored and wanders off. <laughs> but oh. Dad's talking. Gotta but, go. Yeah, pretty much. Um, is my mouth open and moving? Yes, he's bored with me already. He's not interested. <laughs> um, but my daughter's really into it, and she wants me to draw the whole like tip over lines and everything. And so I did it with her, and she thought it was great. So, but but like just even just practicing it an extra time makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's cool. All right. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to do it sometime. Just for giggles, find an empty lot. Yeah, I'd like to try it. Yeah. So, um, that said, how's how's the Ural doing? Have you sold it to Paris yet? I haven't. What the hell? Um, I haven't even wrote it yet this year. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Um, uh, I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Paris. Um, so, uh, I, people have been bugging me about this, but I I'm pretty much not using Facebook anymore. Uh huh. Um, I've gone through, at first I just went through and deactivated the whole account because yeah. I was like, screw it. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered that, uh, there's a whole lot of things I use Facebook to sign in for. Oh, interesting. Like all my games. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had to reactivate it and I just kind of, uh, emptied it out, made it, uh, pretty anonymous. I accidentally deleted photos that were being used in other parts of Facebook, like, uh, our group site. Yes. Yeah. I noticed that. So I. I had to re-upload those. Uh, Thanks for that. <laughs> if, if you see more somewhere, let, let me know. Um, but where was I going with that? I, yeah, I, so I'm yeah. not really. Yeah, I'm not using Facebook so much, so I can't really bug Paris as mm-hmm. much as I, I used to. Okay, I'll bug her for both. So, yeah, you need to get on that. Crack that whip. Okay, all right. I'm on. The, I'm on the case. I'm. I'm. If people want to interact with me, I'm mainly hanging out on Instagram. Okay then. Yeah, so we we have the Wheel Nerds Instagram there, so you can, I will talk, I will talk to people there. Chit chat, and then he will use filters on himself. Yes. Speaking of, because Lord knows. Speaking of needing filters, there's a few bikes that need some filters out there, Chuck. Should we talk bikes? Let's talk. We talk bikes. about bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's open with this maybe, one that you yeah, suggested. Let's, see, if we can find you uh, let's yeah. see. This is the Suzuki V-Strom Nice. Well, obviously it's not oh, good. weird. That's not going to work for me. It's nice. Um, (laughs) 
It's a V. It's a V. Stron 1000 CC 2007 25k miles running great driving perfect perfect for adventures off road and street. More information. Text this. Firm price. Just serious buyers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a good looking V-Strom. No. May I make an observation? Okay. Yeah. Do you notice anything conspicuously absent from the tail section? It's cans. Yeah. Yeah. The mufflers. Yeah. Uh, are are missing. Them? Well, yeah. well, traditionally one chumps. one has those. They're for chumps. Uh huh. I'm gonna this say man. that really nice doesn't apply here. This man's serious about his um, yeah clean looking. Rear end? Yeah, here's the here's the other thing. There's not like anything else on the end of the link pipes. They're just kind of there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, with nothing on them. As you do. No, as what does not, Chuck. <laughs> as what specifically does not. This is firmly in the does not category. Don't do this, uh, kids. <laughs> he's, you know, he's making a statement. Uh, the statement is, I am loud and my valves are going to burn. I didn't say it was a good statement. Well, okay. That's a fair point. All right. Well, All right. So not that. Not that. The turn it. Okay. Okay. Well, tell you what. I, I found you something that I think will make you happy. Really? Yeah. Take a look at the next one. Ooh, uh, oh, it's a 2006 Buell Ulysses. I kind of heard you like these. Uh, I kind of do. Orange. Husband wants a new bike. He's loved riding this jewel, but time for something new. It's been a blast. It has a tons of accessories that we are including in the price. I wonder if he knows she's selling it. Uh, you know, that's a good question. They go on to list a bunch of accessories that are not really terribly impressive accessories. Um, yeah, no. No, it's pretty normal. It's got bags, and we changed the mirrors, and it comes with some got, uh, spare shit. Has battery tender? I'm looking at it real hard, I'm like, is this is this mine? Is this my old one? I uh, I can't tell. The can I looks can't tell the can looks funny on it, which makes me suspicious of your old one. But I don't know. Uh, I'm like sitting here, like, so there's there's that one picture, and I'm like, did I have a cane and sticker on my scoop? Yeah, I mean that. In fairness, a lot of them have cannon. What I'm looking for, I, I don't. I'm looking for like rabbit blood. Uh, oh, oh, what about the <laughs> scrape on the side case? Is that you? Uh, who knows? I mean, I did have the factory side cases, so yeah, those, yeah, well, are, those are right. Yeah, those are much more beat up than I had them. Well, it may have yeah. since been beat up more. Been sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have the weird mirrors like that? I don't think you did. <sighs> It's hard to say. Yeah, it's I certainly don't know. it's certainly possible. It's a nice looking Buell. It is. It is. Fifteen fifteen thousand miles. Yeah. If I was if I was in it for a Ulysses, I'd be all over that thing. I'm sort of not, right. but you know, I'm waiting for my fuel. I'm staying strong, Chuck. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, maybe we can find something else. Okay. Here's uh one thousand dollars for both or best offer. It is a bike uh-huh. in Nephi, Utah, for a thousand dollars, which is upside down. Is, or, uh, is gravity different in Nephi? Uh, or maybe the bike's up. Did he crash the bike? I uh, I don't even know. Um. Anyways, it looks like it was probably a uh, an S. No, what is that? I don't. See, the problem is I have to turn upside down to see it. 
I can't even really tell what it is. Yeah, I can't either. It blew. It it blew. It could be. You know what? Actually, it might be an ER6N like Claire's, but, you know, a little not like Claire's anymore. Claire's being uh, mostly arranged in a straight, symmetrical line. Is the is that tank dented all to hell? Yeah, yeah. You know, the bar went into the tank and just dented it beyond all reckoning. Um, oh, okay. Well, let, let's read the description and find out more. Bike runs, but got some problems. Buggy does not run, was told, due to timing. It is complete, though. Got them both on trade. Don't know a whole lot about them. Just don't want them anymore. More important shit to do. We'll sail separately. Just get them out of my yard. Text anytime. Call after five if necessary. Please help. Chuck. <laughs> this is not stolen written all over it. Clearly. This smacks of not stolen. And also of upside down <laughs> pictures. <laughs> I I do not want to buy this, Chuck. No? I prefer my bikes right side up, and preferably not terribly dented on the tank. Little dense, we'll talk. Okay, well, that that's a wash then. Let's, uh, maybe, maybe something else. Yeah, something like, uh, this one here. It's a, uh, Jesus Christ. Right? A 2003 Honda Goldwing with Hannigan sidecar. Yes. Yes, owned by Ooh. owned by one of the one of the pillars of the sidecar community. So you know it's well adjusted, well sorted, and well taken care of. He he wants a remarkably small amount of money for it. Wait, does he even want money, or is he just looking to trade? I I imagine if you threw some money around, he'd talk with you. Trade value. I mean, I guess if you match his trade value. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, like so he wants an RGS. Um, you know, maybe R twelve hundred GS, yeah. Yeah, although he wants a two thousand eleven or newer, so you know. He's he, yeah. he's been he's been so he's been flogging this thing around increasingly as time goes on. He's clearly he's clearly like, Well, I've had my fun with it, but I kinda wanna get something different. So you mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. well, you could you could convince him. My favorite thing about this is that the the old Hannigan, the red Hannigan sidecar he's got with the red gold wing is so perfectly color matched it's vaguely disturbing. Yeah. And and stylistically matches too, which means they both look like Jetsons cars. But wait, you know. I gotta stop you. Mm -hmm. That looks like red to you. I guess orange, maybe. That's what I was getting out of it. Orangey. Okay. Like an orangey, yeah, orangey. I assumed it was just a bad picture mm -hmm. of a red one, but mica or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's beautiful though. You know, if you wanted something to replace the Ural that you would be, you know, riding around on. You could, oh, that's nice. Yes, right. You could take the whole family and the, both dogs, all three uh, dogs. Like I could take everything. You could take all the stuff with that. Yeah. Yeah. See. Oh yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, that's not just you know you could sell the Ural and you need a couple grand and you'd be good, right? I mean, easy. Yeah. Get on, get on Paris. Mm -hmm. All right. Up up next is a 2014. God damn it, Chuck. What is it? The 2014 Suzuki V-Strom 650. It blew and, hey, it looks, look at that. and it looks really fucking good. And it's right here in town. Um, 2014 Suzuki V-Strom 650 DL650A. Only 7,000 miles. Really? Wow. Runs and drives. Hmm. Side damage, light damage. Wait a second. Side, light damage. Oh, wait a minute. Where? Side damage, this? light damage. This has oh, the... Wait. Hang on. Where's the other mirror? Oh, damn. Never uh, mind. Whoa. Light, side damage, light damage here. 
is a description that describes a big fucking hole in the fairing. (laughs) Now, now on the hole, uh, that's not unfixable. Uh, but you know, if you fall hard enough with a strom that it makes a big fucking hole in that fairing, which is, you know, made of pretty strong, flexible material, um, I'm going to say that that's not good. You know, there's a certain. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a weird hole, too, because it's it, like above. It's a big hole. That's a that's an I that's an I fucking hit a tree or something while I was trying to play off road. Jimmy. Yeah, and it's curb. like I'll scratch the hell. Yeah, or a curb or I don't know. It, it just got the ever loving shit cracked out of it. So that if anyone, is not light damage. Well, maybe. Well, OK, wait, no, maybe maybe one of the lights is damaged. Ah, uh, one uh, of them is light, lightly, lightly, uh, uh, light, uh, lightly, uh, light damaged. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, it has side damage and light damage. That's what it is. and light damage. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that's really what's you know. going on here. Yes, that that is the only possible because no, no, yeah, no other explanation actually holes, makes sense. Holes that you can see through and like pass beer cans through do not count as light damage kits. Uh huh. Uh huh. Take notes. Wow, that's horrible. Yep. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's try something else. How about a Honda Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Valkyrie? They don't spell so good. No. (laughs) It's, uh, let's see, 2000. uh, And he continues spelling it that way. He's, he's, He's set. Hondo, he's he's committed. It has a paint matching sidecar. Okay, bike has nine thousand miles. All tires are new. Runs and drives great. Mm-hmm. Um, Two thousand with only nine thousand miles. This is sad a lot. Is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not as appealing as the uh, the ST. No, no, we'll get to that. Uh, Okay, there's a picture of the sidecar. Okay. Yes, you you will note the sidecar is suspiciously familiar looking. Yeah, it is. It's very familiar looking. Yeah. Now the thing the thing that I like about this and simultaneously hate about it is they've taken a Texas sidecar and they yeah. put I don't I don't know where the fuck that wheel came from. I, I shudder to think. Um, it, it honestly it looks like a Honda Accord wheel. Um, <laughs> but they took what. Be looks like a Valkyrie front fender and put lights on it and put it on there. Yeah. And you kind of have to applaud the creativity of that. Because it does match. It, 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 it ties it together, Todd. It yeah. ties it all together. It totally does. Yeah. The tragedy of the whole thing that I, that I see is, number one, the Texas sidecar is just really fucking light for a Valkyrie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the second is, this is the Valkyrie interstate, which has the Really unspeakably ugly fairing. So when you say that it's, it's really light, wh- what would that mean? Well, so you'd uh, first of all, the, the, anytime you like lean slightly to the left on that bike, that sidecar is just going to pop up off the ground, like <laughs> like, like spring. It's just going to come up. Um, Neat. Yeah, yeah. The the other thing, the other thing, it just means is that the it's going to ride a little funny. Like it's it's not gonna ride like there's a sidecar there too bad. Like you're not gonna have too much of the yaw effect with the weight, but okay. 
it's going to be like a little squirrely. It's going to be difficult to adjust properly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's just it's a light sidecar and a really heavy bike, and that whole like asymmetry thing is starting to work against you harder and harder at that point. You could do it. You know, you throw some ballast in it, you should be okay. But the moment any side force occurs on the bike, the sidecar is just going to pop up in the air. It's going to be. Gonna I, be I love the picture sketchy. he included of the front tire. Yes, uh, I don't get it. Like, I have a front tire. Uh, uh, is it me or is it the wear pattern he's trying to show off? I don't know. Um, it shows that he's got a little bit of lean out, so that's good, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very strange. And he has an air horn. You can see yes. it in the picture. He's got an air horn that's humongous mounted between the sidecar and the bike. <laughs> I wow. still need to get that Godzilla horn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a nice addition to our modern lifestyle. I like, totally. the, I like the concept of the Valkyrie as a sidecar rig, but I got to tell you the six, the six carbs. Every time I start thinking too hard about that, I'm like, six carbs is a lot of carbs. <laughs> That's a lot of carbs, Chuck. One, one too many carbs. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere. Let's move on. In the world of Honda motorcycles available, motorcycle, Honda, dirt bike, recreational vehicle, $200. Honda motorcycle. Taking best offer. Taking best (laughs) offer. Yes, this is some clapped out old freaking like Honda single cylinder shit pile dirt bike with a for sale sign stuck on it. And here's the part that really drives me nuts. The sign isn't even straight. (laughs) Like, come on. Exhaust is all yeah. rusted out. The rest of the seats fucking toast. It is. Yeah. This is this is for shit. <laughs> this is like uh, the old movie Christine. If they had used a Honda bike instead of uh, a Plymouth Fury. Yeah. Yeah. The Plymouth. The kid Fury. would be driving by right now saying, "Stop the car! Go back and look at it." Yeah. Now here's the here's the interesting thing that I see. Also, this person has, in addition to other random shadow economy shit motorcycle dirt bike suzuki recreational vehicle mm-hmm. um they're uh Mid- they're yeah mg midget car mm-hmm. not rusted mm-hmm. boat fishing boat 15 foot trolling boat speaking of trolling i think this person is not necessarily trolling for buyers i think this person is trolling for the shadow economy i i think this person is trolling for uh murder victims uh, that's also possible. These vehicles belong to people he killed, uh, or she killed. Could be, could be. Uh, I'm guessing this that is that boat, out of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, that boat has like 20 raccoons living in it, guaranteed. <laughs> and that MG Midget has like two raccoons living in it, which, if you're a Ben and a Midget, is an awful lot of raccoons to fit inside that car. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it uh, I I. I get that people are trying to make some money off of it, but like this is a this is a give to some chump bike. This is where you find your mechanic friend. You're like, you want this thing, and they're like, yeah, and you're like, no takebacks. <laughs> okay, it's yours now. Bye. Ah! The curse has been lifted. I can live again. Yay! All right, moving on. Suzuki V God damn it, Chuck. Suzuki V Strom DL650. Hey, look at that. 2008 model year in yellow, which is a really good color, um, with 17,000 miles and clean title and no giant fucking hole in the side. 
Um, <laughs> yes, well accessorized with here's the stuff. Um, it's the normal shit. Uh, it's not in mint condition. Good. Um, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Strom. Hmm. Interesting. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, you should yeah. totally go look at that. Yeah. Texting is the best way to reach him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I I'm holding out for the fuel still. Hanging in. <laughs> the moment the moment that falls through, something like this, the Gen One Strom that I can throw my my beloved seat on, it's just uh, it'd be over it'd be, be over so fucking fast. Yeah. All right, let's see what else we got next. What else we got here? Uh, We've got oh, God damn it. Ooh. Honda ST thirteen hundred with sidecar and trailer. Look at it, Chuck. For $8,500, selling as a total package. Look at it. Um, okay, so it's got the, it comes with a trailer to haul it. Bathe in it, Chuck. Okay. Uh-huh. All riding gear will be included with the sale. You could go get this today, Chuck. Why would I want your riding gear? I don't know. That's a little weird. Yeah. This it, package is great for someone that wants a motorcycle unit that can be taken on vacation via the trailer or to another state for riding. Okay, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop there because if I have an ST1300 with a nice Hannigan with an adjustable like tilt, the fuck do I need a Why car for? It should be pulling the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? I, mm, I don't know. Okay. It baffles okay. me. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. The uh, easy trailer can haul three small bikes, two dressers, or the bike and sidecar. Mm-hmm. Uh, set up for traveling with outlets for charging, GPS, XM, radio. Both the GPS and radio can be controlled with volume control via wired speakers. Why would you tow this somewhere to ride it? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Wait, what's this? The sidecar is designed to be removed with quick disconnects for the brake system and lighting. Lies and misdirection. I mean, it will come off. It's, you know, it's a lot of swearing. And he's still uh-huh. got, he's still got circular tires on. Um. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's Me neither, but man, it looks nice. Yep. It it is eighteen kinds of gorgeous, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean just just they oh it's beautiful. The, the, keep in mind one of my dream rigs is an ST thirteen hundred, like the cop ST thirteen hundred, with a white Hannigan sidecar. How cool would that look? Oh, okay, so this picture is this picture. The reversed, or is he actually got pictures of it with the sidecar removed? He's got pictures of it with the sidecar removed, too. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Which baffles me slightly, but so it goes. Yeah, because I always thought this was very un- impractical. Mm-hmm. It, it is. <laughs> because when you retach it, unless you like made a lot of marks to make sure you retach it in exactly the same way, you're going to have to readjust everything. Have fun. I wonder if he, he does this maybe for storage or for tr- hauling or I, you know for trailering. I don't know. I, I I don't. I would I would throw some. I would throw a car wheel on it. I would never bother towing it. Why would you bother? Just ride it. Places. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all it's practically set up to be a car. It's a freaking ST, man. Like yeah. just ride it with nice sidecar. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gorgeous. I like it. It's shiny. Yeah, it's nice. Pretty. You should buy yeah. it. Should I? Yeah. Gee, I would have, you know, if someone has done his job and got someone to buy my Ural. Okay. All right. I'll get on that. Then I can ride the yeah, SD-13 I and I can cry myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds like we have a plan. Go team. Okay. All right. All right. Plans, plans in motion. It's a 2000 Triumph Tiger 900 adventure bike with all the dirt free. So everybody knows <laughs> it's a dirt bike. 
I am cl- dirt. I am clearing out. This is the old, this is the old like this is the old Wait. tiger with the two headlights that always makes it look like it's going. Hey, Greg, Greg, we have Greg. It, this isn't a dirt bike. This is a dust bike. Yes, I'm clearing out my projects. This bike has a salvage <laughs> title. Oh my god! No physical damage, just mechanical. Not running. Unique Wait. motorcycle. Wait, what? Why would it? Why does it have a salvage title? Price includes a good used motor. Great winter project. Price is firm. I have doubts. I have a lot of doubts. Why would it have a salvage title if it's just a mechanical problem? Because the motor's clapped out and he uh, claimed the insurance on it. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's got. It's got a. There's a. I don't know, man. Something. Something fishy. Yeah, I I don't understand. I don't I don't either. There's something something really weird here. Now on the flip side, let's be real. Um, if you wanted to make a dual sport uh, sidecar rig, you can do a lot worse than the Tiger. That's uh yeah. That was Vernon's whip for years. Isn't this uh? Did Mike uh Mike have a? He had the he had the later version of the Tiger. He had, he had the, a later uh, one? the yeah the Tiger 1050. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, look, yeah. They looked like, look like a Strom jumped the fence and had sex with somebody's speed triple. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. Wow, you just went super robot there for a sec. Oh, I did? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. We're leaving that in because it's funny. All right. Let's say we have Bye. old bikes with, with lesser shocks. Okay. We, we have, have old, old bikes, bikes with, with lesser, lesser shocks. shocks. Who should we talk to? I know just the guy. Okay, we're on with uh, John Taylor of Recor, Rycor Shocks? Rycor, yes. Rycor Shocks. Uh, John actually reached out to us way back in, like, December because he was under the illusion that we were, like, a real show or something and <laughs> actually had our shit together. <laughs> so let's let's continue that uh, delusion. How you doing, John? I'm Welcome doing- to Wheel Nerds. <laughs> Thanks. You know, I was just just before I got on, I was uh, sharing with Todd that like uh, last time I heard heard you guys, there was cherry flavored white lightning involved. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was really That's good stuff. Evening. <laughs> I, I still have some of the cherries left. I'm they scare me a little. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you made it through it. All right, John. So when you reached out to us in, in the beginning, you were saying you started out as an employee of Rycor, and now you're the owner. I am. So you're like uh, the the shave club guy. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's. I spent many years working in the corporate environment, and I spent many years. I, I've I've done just about all there is, and. Uh, the opportunity just kind of presented itself in in a, a random way, I guess, if, if it's fair to say. And I just thought, you know what? Um, I make a I make a terrible employee, but I think I make a good boss. Hmm. So I think maybe that's I think that's maybe a, a sign to to maybe 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 give this a shot in this way. <laughs> so <laughs> you got tired of working for the man. <laughs> wanted to be the man. Well, I, I will. I will say, Brian, the former owner, is a really good guy. Um, and uh, I, I worked for him for a number of years. And it sort of was. It was by happenstance because uh, 
my wife and I had decided to start fostering kids. And so we were finding out that that isn't really conducive to two people working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Mm. And so simultaneously, uh, Brian was like, you know, the lease is up. They, they were actually located in Vegas. It's like the lease is up. I think I'm going to close it. Uh, he had started Rycor and, you know, that requires CNC machines to do mm-hmm. that. And uh, when machine, when CNC machines are sitting idle, um, they're not making money. So he started pursuing other business. And then he found out, holy, holy shit, like uh, a door latch for an Airbus A380, they need, you know, 1,500 of them and they're 500 bucks a piece. Oh, oh, right? well. So now there's 11 machine, CNC machines going, and guess what they're not really prioritizing? Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... <laughs> Motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. So, so at the time... Uh, uh, you know, I was, I I I was trying to get out of the corporate world. I'm like, you know what? I need a kind of a part-time gig. He was thinking about closing it. I'm like, I'm in dude. I'll tell you what, I'll run this company and you can focus on the aerospace stuff and, um, I'll make sure everything's taken care of. And he's like, you know what? That's way better than closing it. And so I did that for like four or five, six years. Uh, and then he was the only one that was making the parts, everything that we put, put on the shelf is 100% made here. The only thing that we buy is like O-rings. Everything else we we machine ourselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so uh, what was happening was Rycar became a low priority because, you know, Airbus 380 pays, you know, all all the aerospace stuff pays way better than than the motorcycle stuff. And so I was really just having a hard time getting parts from it. It was really difficult. And finally, I thought to my, you know, I, I... a buddy of mine who who uh, I race with, uh, he has a he has a business building very high end off road race cars, trophy trucks, and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and we were actually in business together in another thing capacity. But he's like, you know, why don't we buy it? And I thought, you know what, that's a really good idea. And so that's really kind of the the, the I guess that's the long version of how it came about is. Um, I believe in in the product and I love it and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gearhead motorcycle geek as it is um, and so I thought you know what working for myself doesn't sound so bad and doing it in a capacity you know around something that I love why not mm. so here we yeah. are so so speaking of geeking out geek out with us for a minute so I can go buy you know an Olin shock where I will be gold colored and I will look like I'm very fast um, or I can go buy a <laughs> A shock from China, or you know, what's what's the thing that right? What's the secret sauce of Rycor? It's the inertia. It's the inertia valve in there. And so there's there's you're taught you'll talk about intimidators, which are the fork inserts that we do for damper rod forks, mm-hmm. yep. and then we actually make rear shocks. And we make the rear shocks. Most of our business that actually is the Harley Davidson market, um, but we do quite a bit of stuff for the dual sport guys, the the BMWs and the KLRs and the um, all of those dual sport bikes. Um, mm-hmm. So in the front, boy, the guy that invented this actually it wasn't it wasn't me. I'd like to take credit for it, but the guy that invented this is the same guy that invented that cantilever rear suspension that you see on dirt bikes. Hmm. Um, 
the name escapes me right now. You know, the shock is on that kind of cantilever system on the bottom. Yeah, yeah the crazy mm-hmm. ass, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's the one that invented that, and he's also the one that invented the inertia valve. So in the front end, it works on the compression cycle. So you know, damp- damper rods are like, I don't know, I looked it up one time. It was like BMW in like 1940 came up with these damper rod forks. They started adding oil instead of just springs. Yeah. And so they've been around for you know, 50, 60, 70 years. And it's like one of those things that like if it's, if it's not broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it and sort of in sort of good enough is good enough mm-hmm. uh, but they're prone with like serious things like brake dive mm-hmm. i'm sure everybody both of you guys everybody <laughs> listening has hit those brakes and that front end like you want to t- you almost take a bite out of your handlebars and you know the, the, <laughs> the front end is hitting the fender and yeah we all know what that is no <laughs> <laughs> i've never done that <laughs> so so the inertia valve knows the difference between ch- – that's chassis input, that brake dive. Like when you're entering a corner and the bike is compressing down on the wheels, that's chassis input, right? Then you have the other input that suspension sees, which is wheel input. We call it an event, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when you're hitting a bump in the road. Gotcha. Right? And so, and so the inertia valve sits on top of the damper rod. So when you hit your brakes, that's the fork tube pushing down onto basically the wheel, Right? Well, there's nothing activating that because that's not the part of the of the suspension that's moving. When you hit a bump, then it fi- it, it fires that inertia valve, it opens it. So when you're receiving chassis input with the fork tube pushing down, it forces the oil through a shim stack, much like a like a conventional piston mm-hmm. or like a kind like of cartridge style fork. And so you have a shim stack in there. Right. And so it's forcing it through that shim stack, controlling that, controlling that, that, uh, that compression. Right. And then if you hit a bump, it fire, it opens that inertia valve and allows the oil to go through a secondary circuit. It's like tuned um, and allows the normal damping to take place. So, like, we all know what brake dive is. And then everybody's like entered that corner and you're 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 pulling some g's into that corner and the bike is compressing down and it, it gets a little sketchy uh there's i don't know how much how, how, how geeky you want me to get i can go into like geometry and all of that stuff of it but basically your wheelbase is changing and you're on the edge of your tire mm, and so right. that's why things get swirly so if you if you slow that down i.e I. send it through the intimidator shim stack then it's happening at a slower rate and we're, we're talking you know milliseconds here but mm-hmm. but that's it's happening at a slower rate therefore it becomes more predictable and it becomes more controllable and all of those uh, things more linear action okay all right yeah and then, nice. and then the rear shock is the same kind of deal where you have the the two types of damping depending on what's creating it yes here's here's the caveat it's on the rebound stroke in the back so um and it's it's really it's really cool, especially when you're talking to like the dual sport guys who are like going, if you're going through a bunch of whoops or something like that, and everybody kind of knows what packing up is, right? Mm-hmm. So the with with that inertia valve firing, your wheel is dropping down into the rut instead of trying to suck up the next one. So it's dropping down, providing you with more travel. Um, the travel rates, we've the numbers we've kind of come up with is somewhere around 60% faster. Mm-hmm. So as you hit a bump, that rebound's happening 60% faster because it's opening up its secondary circuit and allowing that bleed to happen super fast, 
right? And then during chassis input, if you do hit a bump, like maybe you G out, it's not going to buck you off with that fast rebound because the inertia valve isn't firing. Gotcha. I, my teeth could so. really have used that a few times on the Strom back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple situations where, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it, it really sort of transforms and really makes you sort of under, like, understand that there's a lot more going on with all of those suspension dynamics, mm-hmm. um, even over just kind of simple stuff. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't realize that like, your wheel may even be skipping when you're going over the scree on the highway. Right, right. It may, and it may not even, when, when I say skipping, it's not actually leaving the ground, but your contact patch is changing, right? Mm-hmm. That, that tire may be on a, a three-inch square contact patch, let's say, and then it's, it's, as it's raising up and coming down, that, that three-inch square contact patch is going to two, to three, to two, to three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's realistic to say a 750-pound motorcycle is leaving the ground on the freeway, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Like, it's yep. it's changing your contact patch for sure. That that sounded like a dare, John. I have to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a dare. I think I, might know better. I think I might know better with you guys. <laughs> good, good thing we're not doing contests for that. <laughs> <laughs> so now the yeah. co- the combination of the of the the big honk and Harleys and the dual sports is kind of a kind of an oddball now i i guess i'm i can see where it makes sense for the dual sport in the way you described it is it useful for the big touring bikes because they just want a cushier ride i mean how, how does that how do the two things translate together in terms of shocks that's that's it's sort of a, a complicated question hmm. um you you know you here, here's what i'll say like when when <sighs> Once upon a time when I was I was working with my current business partner, we had a business building off-road race cars. Yeah. And you learn a lot about suspension and the dynamics when you're dealing with 28 inches of rear wheel travel and, and 24 front front wheel travel, right? Mm-hmm. They're, the, the things that happen in those suspensions are obviously magnified, right? Okay. And so, so it teaches you a lot about what's really transpiring. So – the inertia valve is really significant for the off-road guys, right? Because those are the guys that are really going to experience the full benefit. It's mm-hmm. all about rebound. It's all about rebound. Um, and on, when it comes to off-road, um, everybody thinks, "Oh, I just need to put bigger springs and add compression." It's like, no, you ran out of travel and packed up. Um, things like that. When you're talking about some of the bigger touring bikes. Um, it is uh, honestly, it isn't going to be as dramatic okay. as you see as you see in the off-road world mm-hmm. for sure. Gotcha. I'd like to. I'd like to, I'd like to lie to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it, it gets they get weirder, Todd. Um, so I, you know, I, I was looking through um, their webpage at, at the Street Shocks because mm-hmm. you know I'm as I'm interested in in shiny things, and not <laughs> only is is his street uh, rear shocks, rear suspension, primarily for Harley, but it's also primarily for Triumph. Yes. So did you like? Did you just develop stuff for your own bike? Is that what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the R the R and D was done prior to me, hmm. um, and there was a large portion of it done. And and I'll tell you what, it's super old school. Um, it started out like. 
well, do you guys do you guys make shocks? I see you make them for Harleys. Do you make them for Triumphs? No, but bring your Triumph over here. Let's yeah. figure it out. And oh. you know, guys, guys, we, yes, yes, we have a thirty thousand dollar dyno, and so we can take your shock off. We can put it on our dyno, and we can tell you. And I always have to the, I always have to kind of chuckle at some of the the like the some of the forms and stuff like that that you see, and everybody's got all of these. Um, changes they made and, and how they made their suspension better and all of these things. I'm like, yeah, or we can just put it on our $30,000 dyno, get some numbers, and we can really see the change. Oh, come on. Say, you what, you, it, say what you really think about all the fixes. Like, I'm going to put a washer in here. I'm going to put a boost uh, sock <laughs> on my – I'm a bandit. I gotta, if you put an extra spacer in here – Dude, if I could, if I could even tell you how many there there is, and let's just say on on one of the more popular Harley forums, there is an extensive like forty page thread um, on uh, a guy that, that did some work on our, our intimidators in the front. And God bless him. You know what? I'll bet he did make that suspension super cool for him on his bike, on his riding style, on his terrain. You know, all of those things. And so the big misconception is, well, if I do all that stuff, it's going to work like that for me well no that's not really how it works um so yeah there is a there is a like well people always want us to put a bleed hole in it because that's part of this thread and it makes me crazy because i'm like that's you're just bypassing everything that we're doing and and, (laughs) doesn't even make so yes there is a lot of stuff you know there's a lot of stuff out there that the guys and and god bless them because that's how i guess how technology you know moves Mm. forward uh, but 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 you know, we're we're the ones that uh, put everything you on have the dime. Actual and, equipment you can measure yeah, this with. Like we have we have hard graphs that show us when we make a shim change of three thousandths, we can see it on the dyno. I don't you know? need none of that science you mean, number crap. You mean you can do science to it? <laughs> hey, have you tried putting another skull on it? <laughs> I know it's a lack of skull on the on the on the shaft here. Right. A, a skull might help. Or, or an yes. eagle. Yes, it would certainly make it faster. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you look on our website, too, it says, like, uh, uh, our service guarantee is lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's like a craftsman wrench. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't really care where where you got it, how you got it, what bike it's on. We'll fix it if it leaks or you want to change. We change it. That's um, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I got to be honest. Compared to Olin's, where you're like, it's leaking, and they're like, that fucking sucks. Click. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say, huh? <laughs> Click. <laughs> Want to buy a new so, one? So, I have been I have been building the shocks for probably six seven years now, and I have seen. I think I see maybe one set a month. Um, and they're typically, the reason I know that they were before me is because we used to have a brand, a bra, a, bleh, a bronze bearing, um, in there. And the ones since I've been doing, it's always been a DU bearing that the shaft slides in and out on. Mm. And we're just, we, we see mostly those bronze stuff. So the, these shocks, they're, they're lasting. Like, it sounds like a, a crazy idea to do that, but they actually do last. Um, nice. I have I have one guy, um, he's got an SV650, or no, I'm sorry, an FJ1200. He has had his shock back to me three three times. He's also got 
thousand miles on his motorcycle. So, um, wow. We had to, we had a first setup, and then it came back because he wanted it a little bit more plush, and then we sent it out, and then I've seen it back. I've, I've only I've only seen it back once since then, or twice, once or twice. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's commuting with that bike every day and putting forty thousand miles a year on it, if not more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the the it. it it isn't hard to guarantee it. They, they, they last. So now let's say I don't have uh, one of the uh, bikes that's listed on your website. Um, take, for instance, I don't know. Let's say I have a Busa. Um, uh-huh. With You're saying cool... it wrong. Oh, am I? Yeah, you got to say it deeper. Mainly. Oh, okay. Let, let's say I have a Busa. There we go. Better? Okay. <laughs> Is that something where you guys can make a custom shock or is it pretty much turning out the ones that sell to a lot of different bikes? Uh, There's there's yes, we do that. Um, Here's here's what I'll say. There has to for typically when we do something like that, I'll say I'll tell you what you send me your shock. Mm -hmm. I will build you one. I'll put it on our dyno. I'll match the compression and rebound numbers. I'll put our, our our inertia valve in it and stuff like that, and I'll send it to you typically for free, mm-hmm. right? Oh, all right. With the cat with the caveat, I'm probably going to want to see that back a couple of times. I'm, if if you don't ah. if you're not near us, I'm going to want to see some video and see how it performs. You know, um, opening the door for anyone to call me up and say, hey. Um, I've I've got a, a 1984 XR250. Can you make a shock? <laughs> no, probably not. Dude. I've got a I've got a 2002 Suzuki Bandit 1200 with a sidecar on it, so it's carrying a little extra weight. Uh, can you make me a shock for that? <laughs> not hypothetical. <laughs> um, yes. The short answer is yes. <laughs> but 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 anyway, you know there there are dynamics like um, the angle of the shock has to be pretty close to vertical. Like some of the some of the Harleys um, are laid forward, and then people put those lowering kits on them, it lays them even further forward. And so inertia doesn't like to work in a in an angular environment when it needs to be vertical. So the so those Ninja six fifties are out with that crazy sideways shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that has sort of any sort of weird cantilever setup like that that is TL1000S springs yeah. to mind. Yeah. So those those I, I can't you know I can't make inertia. We we played with it for a while on the on horizontal with trying to do it with springs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we try actually tried it on an off road vehicle. Um, and to limited success, it just it's it's just not it's not really. Newton Newton would be ashamed that his laws of motion were put into the horizontal environment with that valve. You're implying that gravity doesn't work that way. <laughs> Not typically. <laughs> that also so, sounds yeah. like a dare. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, really, really what goes into the equation is you're right. Like if there's a market, a perceived market there, I, I'd be, I'd be foolish not to do that. You know, um, Offer offer up a free shock and and, and you know you gotta you gotta work with me and give me some R and D and things mm-hmm. like that and we're probably you know real R and D even with us putting it on a dyno 
put you know figuring out what spring rates they are and what you know there's a little bit of change when we switch over to our shock and the spring rate stuff figuring out and doing all of that stuff there still is some tuning that has to happen sure um and that's that's you know you gotta you know not not all bikes are super friendly about taking the shocks in and out um so there's there's work involved in a lot of them so you know all those things are baked into that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but yeah that's how we've gotten a lot of our uh our r&d ah okay which accounts for some of the triumph stuff because of course you know getting the shock off a triumph requires a wrench (laughs) <laughs> a what uh, one one wrench not even two because they have the captive bolt on the bottom at least they used yeah. to. Yes. so it was literally yes. one wrench to get it off yes yes we are inserts yes <laughs> they, they are made for a stud it's got a nut on it mm-hmm. um but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that stuff. You know, like I say, it has to be the right thing in the right environment. We did when we were in Las Vegas. Um, There's a couple of Harley dealerships, mm-hmm. and that's where we got a lot of our Harley R&D from. They mm-hmm. would bring the bikes, over, brand brand new bikes, over um, for us to develop the product. So, okay, it just depends. were they were they like then bundling your your product into their bikes to put on the showroom and sell them so, that way or? so there was a couple of of instances in which Ragpour was very close to being a factory product on harleys let's just mm. say that wow uh, and they got cold feet um or i don't i don't you know what i say cold feet i don't even know it was the former owner but um edelbrock you know they make they made those like uh, automotive shocks those like pressed can you know they, they look like stamp steel sort of shocks mm-hmm. and they had an inertia valve in it um it was ours um but they just didn't market it quite right i think is probably the reason uh but they were they were they were close on a couple of different fronts one one of the biggest ones was harley gotcha gotcha so tell us a little bit about yourself john because you're clearly into shocks i mean you make shocks after all <laughs> Um, so, so what, what, what do you ride these days? <laughs> um, should we just go through the list of bikes with available shock and, and guess? <laughs> I, I rock. So as a, as a, I was talking to Todd earlier, um, you know, I, we got into be, being foster parents and I got, I got a couple of boys now, um, and they're five and six. And, uh, this is the, Probably the fourth. I have a 1969 Honda Z50 right behind me. Oh my. Okay. Um, yes. Um, ironically, hardtail. There's no shocks on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> do, do you make the do you make them stop every once in a while? Like, hey, just let me adjust the shocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to cram an intimidator down that fork, and it just won't get go. Um, Try more hammer. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I have, a, I have, a, you know, I've, I've, I sold everything probably three years ago. Um, I had seven motorcycles and I'm the only one in my house with a motorcycle license. Um, uh, so, I mean, and it was everything. It was every, I had a CBR 600. Um, I more dual sports than I can, I can think of. Um, and I just got, then I just kind of turned the corner and I like tinkering with these little vintage Hondas. Um, 
And so it what got me started on it was my my, my biological daughter, who's now going to be the 13 here in June. Uh, she was getting old enough to where I thought, you know what, she could she could stand up on one of these. She can she can almost ride a bike this time. And so I got a hold of a I think it was a 1970s E50 on that one. And so you, as girls will be girls, I said to her, honey, you know, these came in uh, silver and red, blue and silver. And I think it was white, white and yellow. I said, which color do you want? And she said, purple. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first Honda Z50 that I restored was purple and white, oh. metallic purple. As one does. Aww. Yeah, so um, I tink I tinker mostly now, and then I uh, mostly because I was I've been racing uh, in trophy trucks, uh, off road, you know Baja 1000, Mint 400, uh, Baja 500, all of those. Um, I've done the 1000 twice. I've done the 500 four or five times. I've done the Mint 100 probably five six times, um, and so I really got into off road racing. Um, and I'm a, I'm a co-driver. So I'm the guy, I'm the guy that sits in the passenger seat. Eats popcorn. And, <laughs> ironically, it is a very Zen environment for me. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so the, the co-driver handles all, obviously the telemetry of the, the, the car. And then I'm the guy I, I say, like, uh, use a numbering system. So I'll say, uh, Right three one thousand right and so and then I'll go right three five hundred and he's coming back to me got you and so that's we use a numbering system one to six um, three is a ninety degree turn and then six is a hairpin yeah, so if I say to him I can say to him like right right three hard one thousand so that means one thousand feet there's a right turn ninety degrees and it's going to be a hard one so you're going to have to slow down so I'm going to get you're like a a talking trail book. Yes. <laughs> do you ever do you ever do you ever just to screw them and go recalculating? <laughs> Make a legal U turn when possible. No, no, but I I, I now you're I gonna did, <laughs> he will. I, I might have I might have called an easy right uh, an easy three in Mexico one time <laughs> put us on our lid. But I mean, that might have been me. I'm not sure. There was any recording, so I can't. I can't be sure it was me. You can either confirm nor deny. Yes. Does he ever, does he ever like look over at you at like mid drive and be like, "Get up there and check the suspension." <laughs> Feels a little weird on the right. No, you know what though? I am. I am the mechanic, so I have to know everything from a power steering pump to and and dude, it ain't NASCAR style wheel changes when you have a 39 inch. Hundred and, hundred and <laughs> There's a lot more swearing involved. Uh, you, know, just, yeah. you know, just pop that thing off and throw it on the air. Okay, so put yourself through like the 500. It's when we when we got in the car one time in the 500. I'm not even kidding you. I got in the car and I said I'm gonna die in here. It was so hot. It was easily 140 degrees in the cab. Oh. Right, and so <laughs> so do that for two hours. And by the way your navigation shuts down because the iPad you're using overheats and of course they don't work. So mm -hmm. you're zigzagging through the desert and it's 130, 40 degrees um, in the cab. And then you get a flat. How, you, you know how fast you move when, first of all, you're like, thank God I heat out of the car. But yeah, you got to pull the jack off the back and um, hammer those wheels off. And yeah, <laughs> it ain't NASCAR. That's for sure. 
<laughs> you know, my, my father gave me a piece of advice once. He said, it's important to know the name of every part so that you can curse them accurately when they break. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, well, I, I, I was racing this with this guy, another guy one time, and we got a we got a right rear flat, so I jump out and I'm out there, you know, I'm buzzing it off, and I get back in, I'm, I'm just like sweating. I looked over, and I'm not even kidding you, he was smoking a cigarette sitting there. Like, what? Really? You son like, of really, a dude. Really? His text. <laughs> Let me tweet this. Hang on. <laughs> Mechanic changed yeah, the tire real slow. Click. Yes. Smiley face. Send. <laughs> like you're the one that hit the fucking rock on my side, by the way. <laughs> Boy, my side. He's a crack driver. I wasn't gonna hit it on his side. I still, I still say to this day, we've rolled over more times on my side than his. I want to know what's up with that. <laughs> he just clearly, you're his favorite person in the world. <laughs> it means you don't have to run so far to fix it, right? <laughs> so what's anyway, your favorite motorcycle? What's my favorite motorcycle? Yeah, you, you, you're like around so much. Dude, I, I. I just like speed. So, um, you know, when you start talking about boosts and stuff, man, like that, that makes my hair stand up on my neck, man. That's, I, the first off-road car I ever built, literally out of my garage, I, it was designed for a Hayabusa motor. And uh -huh. I, I ultimately changed, I ultimately ended up changing it, um, to a, a, a Subaru motor, but it was originally designed because I wanted a motorcycle engine in my, in my, car i want to go fast um so like my the cbr 600 i i had that that's like my favorite bike of all time man i have to admit like i just nice. um, when i was when i was living in vegas uh i could it was actually henderson um i could leave i could back out of my driveway and i would take the loop that led around lake mead in the evening and it's just like real long sweepers and there's nobody there because, you know, all the people that were going to Boulder Dam and all that stuff are already on their way back to Vegas and stuff. So it's just like wide open and it's like a summer evening and you could just wind through those corners. And it, it just, yeah, I mean, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. It's just, it's, it's, it's just a Zen feeling. And so to this day, that's just like what I associate with it. Awesome. Yeah. So so, how are you going to react though when your daughter's like, "Hey, uh, I'm getting a Hayabusa." The 16 year old, <laughs> that's what she needs. <laughs> my 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 th my my 13 year old, uh, uh, she doesn't handle stress well. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, she so. We have a couple of husky dogs at home, and uh, once a boy, once a girl, and you know dogs are prone to getting stuck together mm -hmm. when they uh, yeah. populate, mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. she didn't know they were they were kind of stuck butt to butt, and um, she went out there and she was screaming, and I go run out there thinking they were like in a fight or something, and I go running out there, I. After I assessed what was going on, I looked up and she was gone and she had ran across the street to the neighbor's house crying because <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor, 
my neighbor was like, what's going on? She's like, the dogs, the dogs, the dogs. And my neighbor said, like, she's a, she's a nice, she's a nice younger woman. She's like, I, I didn't know what she did. I thought, I thought the dogs were killing each other. I'm like, no, 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 so, not yeah, well, one of them's killing it. All right. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think she is um, going to, she's, she's not going to do anything on two wheels. Uh, she's got, I take that back. She's got an XR 70. So she's riding that. Mm. Um, but uh, my 16-year-old, that would be right up her alley. <laughs> she, she would be the one. She will be the one uh, that has the helmet cam video looking over her shoulder with the middle finger in the air at the cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, That'll be her. That'll if, be her. What if those flavor of teenagers? Yes. She, she doesn't need a motorcycle to do it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a nice... Just a nice addition. Really brings the whole thing together, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I. How's the gray hairs coming in? Uh, yeah, full head of them. <laughs> Getting there. So, what's the bike that you really wish somebody would show up and be like, "I need Riker shocks for this thing." Uh, oh. Wow, that's a really... Please say it's one of mine. Please say it's one of mine. No, no, I'm, I'm pushing for the V85 right now. Here's here's what I'll say. Um, the world is turning to cartridge style forks. Mm. And it wasn't already spent, there. Well, yeah, that they're figuring out how to manufacture them cheaper. So they're becoming way more prevalent. Ah. Or if not. Uh, and see, here's the deal. Like, I can't compete, like, especially in in a lot of the uh, uh off-road bikes and stuff like the CRF, they have 13-way adjustable compression and 14-way rebound. Yeah, that's that's over the top. Like, um, I want someone to show up with a set of cartridge forks that's willing to spend some time because mm. we want to put an inertia valve and some cartridge forks. Ah, gotcha. So now that now that I have complete control over the company, you know, I think that you know the future the future is there. You know. Um, that cartridge forks are, are the most common out there now that they're one of the most common out there. And so, you know, I'd like to really pursue that and really get some, some really good hard R and D on cartridge forks. Um, because I think there's a ton of room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah. I can't argue with that because you change the, you change the oil to a lighter oil to get it a little less damp and you kind of, and you still end up with, eh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's never quite right. So when you when you're valving, when you have a single shim stack to valve for compression or rebound for that matter, you're forced to valve it in the happy medium between um, mm. chassis and wheel input. Right. You have to find well, I don't, you know, I could I, I could I could valve this shit out of that. For chassis input, you wouldn't have any brake dive, but you'd also your front end would skip down the road, right? Or, or I could do it the other way around, but every time you hit the brakes, you'd fall over the front of the bike, mm-hmm. right? And so you're forced to find that happy medium anytime you're dealing with a single shim stack. And so, with the with the with a with a cartridge style fork and putting an inertia valve on there, I could valve that shim stack 100% for chassis, knowing that that's going to fire when it receives wheel input and go through a different circuit. Ah. So I can valve it for both of them. Then you don't have to get that sort of happy medium. Well, it's really, you know, uh, or, you, you know, you're talking about, the real, well, it's really great through the whoops, but not anywhere else. 
you know, or vice versa, you know, or mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? It's, the front end's great when I when I jam on the brakes. Yeah, I hear a lot of like guys like, ah, I just put a stiffer spring in my front end to correct the brake dive. I'm like, yeah, do your mm-hmm. teeth rattle out of your head too? Mm. You know, it doesn't solve it. Yep. Every time I go to a stiffer spring, I end up with the lighter oil to try to compensate yeah. a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're always trying to find that happy medium, and the the, the inertia valve separates them, mm-hmm. so you can just valve them for both of them. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I know that's a wide open a wide open uh, invitation, I suppose. But yeah, I really I'd really like to dig into some cartridge style forks. Well, I, you somebody, can you can find some old shit pile ones, I'm sure, on well, eBay. But I need, <laughs> I need I need I need someone who's got a bike attached to the rest of it that's going to go out and put you know. 10 or 15,000 miles on it with feedback everywhere in between. Oh, well, details. God. Yes, 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 yes. Freaking engineers, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, John, where can people check out if they want to go buy some Rycor shocks? So, we are right now, I just launched a a new website. (gasps) Uh, and so uh, I think you guys mentioned that you were on it. That's a brand new site. And I will say, too, that if you Google us right now and you get store.rycorshocks, it's going to bounce you to a page that's not there anymore. That's our old site. You just got to go straight to Rycor Shocks. Gotcha. Um, and even then, you might have to like clear your browser history if you've been to us before. Um, but we're running a quarantine sale, uh, sale right now. We figured since everybody's locked up in their house right now Mm -hmm. um keeping their social distances and all those things why not take your bike apart so (laughs) i have uh, i have a bandit all over the place that that agrees with you (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we we actually just started a a quarantine sale is what we're calling it but it's 25 percent off of everything and you know partially part of that is too i'd like everybody to kind of get um used to us again and get to know us again and um and and i will say too uh, I do my very best to answer every single phone call that comes in there. Cool. So um, I, as you guys see, I'm a motor mouth, um, but totally I like cool. to, I, t- I like to talk motorcycles. I like to talk suspension. I like to, I just like I just like to, okay I just like to talk. I've never actually met anyone who runs a motorcycle business who does not fit into that category. For the record. Yeah, I, that's probably a fair statement. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear real quick about the Fast and Furious cars, because I, I like that franchise, even though it's, uh, it's about cars. I want to know what you did with, for them. So once upon a time, me and these two very young guys who are extremely talented in uh, engineering cars um, decided to start building race cars for a living. And that's what we did. Um, and when I say race cars and designing and building, I'm saying um, – Everything starts in SolidWorks uh, from the chassis on up. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you know, full tube chassis, half million dollar race vehicles. And uh, we got a call from uh, – so, uh, uh, there's a company that – the name of it escapes me right now. And they just said, this is out of our league, man. We don't, we don't know what to do with this. These guys want off-road vehicles. And so we said, we do. And so we built <laughs> we built 14 of them, um, and then 11 of them were turned into uh, the, uh, the 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 charger, or or the, like if you see in that sh- that movie the the uh, like that pseudo military vehicle that they have, 
Mm. Uh, those are actually the same chassis. Okay. Uh, and well, then we built. You did the you did the thing like they do in Torque where they put the body of the car on it. They put the body of the CBR on the dirt bike, but you did it with cars. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. So we built 11 of those, and then we built three crash cars. And we didn't know what that meant. It's <laughs> right were, there in the name, man. Well, <laughs> you guys aren't going to hurt these, are you? But then when I, you see I, the movie and you see, him push one of them, you see, put, see him push one of them out of a C-130, then it all sort of comes together why they wanted us to put a junk motor in it. And they're like, no, 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 no. We don't need the dual shocks on each wheel on these ones. So. <laughs> just, just put the old so, Subaru motor in there. So, so it's and it's funny because we were we were a budding young off-road company just trying to make our way, and, and the word was kind of on the street that we were building these cars, but you know we had to sign an NDA and we couldn't tell anybody anything, and uh, so finally we we delivered the last one of them. We're like, sweet, we can finally talk about this, and we posted it up on Instagram, and literally like 20 minutes later we got this phone call. You need to pull that stuff down right now if you ever want to work for us again. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, it hasn't come out yet. Whoa. And let me and let me and let me tell you the incentive to work for them again is very high because it's very lucrative. Uh-huh. You know, the, the money the money uh, in the in the you know, there's an upside to downside. The money is very good, but they want fourteen vehicles in two months. Uh-huh. You know, like like insane deadlines, like ridiculous deadlines. Um so they got yeah. stuff to do, man. They, you know, Vin Diesel waits for no one. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm He's pretty fast. I've seen the movie. I'm bitter at him. He called not nitrous nos, and I'm an old school gearhead. Nos. It's, it's not. It's not nos. You don't call a VIP a VIP. It's 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 nos nitrous oxide systems. It's the button. It's squeeze. Like I'm an old gearhead. I hate him for that. But I don't hate him for the money we made. Generations <laughs> of teenagers are saying that simply because of him. Yes. Uh, and I'm bitter. I'm bitter. It isn't not it isn't NOS. It is now. It's an, totally. it's an acronym. Nitrous oxide systems makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I'm a bit bitter old gearhead. <laughs> Set in his ways. I feel you, man. I feel you. Hey, John, thanks so much for being on with us tonight, man. This is fun. Definitely. I'm Definitely trying to think of what I can mispronounce around him just to sign off to make him mad. <laughs> it, it, say say record Nas in some sentence and you'll have done it. <laughs> I think we have an episode title, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you just need to go find yourself some Raycore tire shocks. And hook up some knowledge today, you'd be all right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's great we'll talking to you. We'll have the link in the show notes, rightcoreshocks.com. Go check them out. And uh, yeah, man, this has been great. So I'm I'm slightly disappointed that, you know, he doesn't have a lot of old bandit <laughs> shocks lying around. I would. I, I dream that somewhere there's a garage and they're like, what are we going to do with all these banded 1200 shocks? I think you should just oh, show golly. up at his place and be like, do do things. Make things happen. Do do the things. Do the things. And then I won't, I won't just, I won't just test ride it. I'm going to put you in the sidecar and we're going to test ride it. 
I don't think he'd be able to resist. Let me just take the baffle out so I can't <laughs> hear you screaming. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd be able to resist. I think he'd be all about it. I don't get the impression. No, I'd mm-hmm. be all over that action. And, you know, I am I am a little sketchy that, that I got a decent shock on the sidecar, but it's not, you know, it's not new exactly. Mm. <laughs> this is starting to sound expensive. <laughs> Better move on. Chuck, what have you learned this uh, week? What have I learned this week? Do you need more Goldwing in your life? I do need. I, I've learned um, bathing once every two weeks uh, is not helping my love life. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've learned that you're reaching an age where it's now sensible for you to own a Goldwing sidecar. I side am car. reaching an age where it's sensible for me to hold a Goldwing sidecar. You're right. You're not. You're not incorrect. I I could sensibly See? ride one of See? those around and not feel bad. There you go. So that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm old. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. Okay, John, so the last last time... Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Take three. <sighs> cool. Uh, I added some notes on... Excellent. Let me clip this. Ow! Ow, my head! Mm-hmm. And some of Damn them... Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I, I hate everything. <laughs> hate all the things. <laughs>